Today, I wanted to share a very cool tool with you. It's something that my friend, Christina Frey, a marketing expert, has developed to help you really tune into exactly what you need to build courage, strength, and generate ideas that will have you changing lives without running yourself down in 10 minutes or less a day. It's called the generosity practice. And in fact, it's in her new book, The Generosity Practice, 40 Days to Unstoppable. I really wanted to share this with you because it helps connect you with a hidden and restorative capacity to joyfully serve others. The Generosity Practice is based on Christina's two field studies held in five countries, her online generosity practice mastery program, and 20 years of mindfulness training, and her work with hundreds of marketing clients. Christina is a marketing consultant and author who helps brilliant mission-based entrepreneurs become compelling experts and get great clients. And you'll recognize her from the podcast a few episodes back when we talked about her innate marketing genius tools and method. I'm excited to have Christina on the show today to tell us all about the generosity practice, 40 Days to Unstoppable. I'm Lexi Sparrow, holistic nutritionist turned business strategist, who believes there's a much easier way to build your dream business online. It all starts by getting clear on the simple, straightforward strategies that support you. I created the Magnetic Business Podcast for coaches, consultants, and service-based entrepreneurs who are looking to start, launch, and grow their own successful online business in a way that feels aligned with how they want to spend their time and share their genius with the world. Each episode brings you a blend of step-by-step strategies, mini trainings, and energetic topics like human design and manifestation, so you can start taking serious action in the way that you were designed to be most successful. If you're ready to build your own blueprint to your most rewarding and thriving online business, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Hi, Christina. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Lexi. Good to be back. I'm excited to talk all about your new book, The Generosity Practice, 40 Days to Unstoppable. Me too. (laughs) I want to just do raise the roof all the time. (laughs) I'm so excited to jump into what the generosity practice is, how to become unstoppable with your mindset in 40 days, and really how this tool will not only help you in your entrepreneurship journey, but your overall journey as you expand and grow through life as well. For sure. So tell us a little bit about how this book process even, you know, came about and then how the process of creating the generosity practice came about. Sure. So uh, I can actually start with, you know, maybe go in in chronological order and just say, you know, there's kind of three big moments uh, with this practice for me. One was about honestly 20 years ago or something like early two thousands is when I actually landed on this tool. I created it. So I was, um, in my parents' basement visiting them from California and I just did something different in my meditation. And it just was a game changer. It's like, wow, what it, what, what just happened? And where did my anxiety go? And just a lot of things changed um, significantly when I committed myself to this practice. And 
And then I basically just let it go. But I always knew in the back of my mind that I could lean on it. It just felt like, wow, this is my one of my best friends spiritually. <laughs> Should I ever need it? So then, of course, fast forward to 2014. That's moment number two, when I actually lost all sources of income and everything seemed unstable. And I didn't know what was next for me in my life. And uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to lean on the tool that's always been there for me. So I used it with massive intention and pretty quickly, um, instead of having health issues, which has happened to me in the past, when I hit that kind of transition and and anxiety, I, um, you know, I just knew the three people I needed to call and they all had great contracts for me. Like it was just yeah. Once again, game changer. So that's when I started teaching it to other people. Cause I thought, you know, I am trained in psychic energy patterns. Right. And I never thought that something like this would be accessible to people who just don't meditate that much. But it turns out when I started teaching it at that time, this is 2014, that people pretty much got it. And, um, not only did they get it, but when I did two field studies, I'm kind of giving you the whole shebang right now, but when I did two field studies in five countries with 40 people, every single person got something out of it. And I had 21 awesome results. So it's like, oh my God, I just want to keep teaching this thing. And then, uh, I decided thanks to a colleague of mine who basically said to me, it's time for your book. And this was in 2019. And in the spring, and it took me two years to basically figure out how do I take this magic voodoo tool and teach it in a written format, because I've always believed, nope, I have to be there. It's, you know, it's so ethereal that there's no way you could possibly make it a book. So either it's a video training or I have to be there teaching you one-on-one, but I cracked it. And I can say more about the the book production process, but I just wanted to just give you the overall timeline. Yeah, that's so cool. Can you tell us a little bit more about the process of you discovering it? Because I feel like that will give us an even greater insight into how powerful of a tool this can be. Absolutely. So when I was uh, training and I'll just say like, let's call it attention management and energy awareness, right? It's this place in in California called the Berkeley Psychic Institute. It was really big when I was there, but uh, it's still around. It's just not as prominent. And it was this incredibly vigorous spiritual training. So I could just sit for two hours and just, you know, find the answers to life. (laughs) It's just like very helpful training. One of the tools was all about manifestation. And what you were supposed to do is imagine it and then send it off to the edges of the universe and then just wait for it to manifest. Like just get out of the way so you can actually let it come into your life. Well, when I used this tool, it actually had a little bit of a selfish vibe. And also when I would send stuff out, I would always be looking for clues like where's my stuff? Where's my car? Where's my boyfriend? Where's my apartment? Like whatever, you know, I'd I'd just be on the lookout. So that moment in my parents' basement was when I just sent out a purple rose. Like I just always remember this moment, a purple rose just for the sheer joy of it. Nothing else. I didn't want it back. I didn't expect anything. I was like, this feels so good. And, you know, now I have language for it. Obviously it's all about the joy of giving for the sake of giving. Like I can talk your ears off about what it means and what it signifies. But at the time I just stopped worrying 
about where's my stuff. Yeah. That is such a turning point. I think for so many people, when they start to work through any sort of manifestation process, because I think the, the surface level manifestation that maybe we learn about at the beginning of our our journey through meditation and manifestation is exactly what you said, put it out there and it's, it's going to happen. You know, say it out loud, say your mantras, have positive energy, think positive on it, keep repeating it to yourself. It's going to come to you. But if you are putting out something big, like you said, like, give me the man of my dreams or give me that car I've always wanted, or help me find the one thing I meant to do in life. Like that's a pretty big ask for the universe, first of all, to send you all in one go. But also you're right. We are not, we haven't really developed the rest of the tool, which is being okay with not knowing exactly how and when that's going to come to us. And also we haven't really prepared ourselves to do the work. So when that thing actually shows up, we're ready to receive it. Right. So I feel like your book and the generosity practice is going to help people do that part as well and really learn about how to manifest and call things in and really go about your, your mindset in a way that not everything has to be this you know, I do this for a result or I do this to get that. I give this to get that kind of thing. It's more so about finding the joy in your practice and your rituals, finding the gratitude in the little tiniest things that you can pick out that the universe is speaking to you with. And really just, again, another tool to help you craft your mindset in all the other parts of manifestation and what really makes manifestation work. True. And the weird thing is, Lexi, the the whole manifestation, that's such an alluring term and alluring reality and a process. And so what I've found with this work is I really just, I'm not that interested in manifestation. I know that sounds weird to say that you get less interested in like, oh, I can create whatever I want and more interested in, I just love offering awesomeness to life, to people, to the person next to me. Like I just have this incredible capacity for bringing awesome. And that just gets way more interesting than where's my stuff. And the funny thing is usually your stuff comes knocking when you don't really care and you're helping out everyone else. Exactly. Cause you're doing (laughs) it for a deep, way deeper layer and a deeper process than just yourself. Right. You're actually doing it because you care about the purpose behind it. And like you said, connecting with others, sharing your energy, sharing your joy. So, I mean, overall fantastic (laughs) shift in mindset. Yeah. And maybe now's a good time for me to explain what it actually is. Let's dive in. It's in the book, but it's such a rich, deep, generative, creative process that like everyone does it their own way. And there's many ways to get at it. So, you know, I'm going to give you the basics and then there's like a gajillion ways to use this thing. So the, the basic question is this, what feels good to offer to life today? So I'll say that again. What feels good to offer to life today? Now, the process is you close your eyes, you imagine yourself in the place where you just feel reverence for things, right? Like for some people, that's on a mountaintop. Some people it's, you know, I've had people say on a subway in New York, (laughs) you know, like, where do you feel like in the flow of awesome, just life is before you and you feel connected to everything. You go to that place in your mind 
Then you ask that question, what feels good to offer to life today? Then you get out of your own way and let that thing drop in. That is actually an art form that is any creative person or person who's like, oh yeah, I do art for a living. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you step into the unknown, then you let something drop in that surprises you. And, and then you, um, basically offer that out to the world. And that even is a creative process because you can have fun with that as well. If I want to offer grapes, (laughs) like a whole, I don't know where that came from, but just like a huge ton of grapes. I just want to give that. And then I can have fun thinking of like, oh, I'd like to have some hawks and eagles come and grab them and bring them out to everyone. Or I have a friend who's really struggling and she really needs some comfort right now. So I'm just going to give her like this beautiful basket of a bunch of food, including grapes. So I'm just going to imagine that. So like whatever it is, it's going to get you connected to that joy of offering, that joy of giving. And there's reverence in that. Um, and it's just like, that's why it's a practice because it does take a little bit of focus and practice to get to that place of magic. You don't always feel that magic. It just, you know, again, practice. Now I have a question because one of the things that really clicked for me in terms of meditation, and again, if we want to call it manifestation or not, but in my meditation practice was taking it from, like you say, kind of putting it out there and offering it out to actually making sure I connect with the feeling behind what I'm sending out as well. Is that a part of the process? And can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. And that's actually um, what I call conjuring. So I I ask people to just take a breath, take a moment. If you want to offer out, you know, puppies to everyone to bring joy, then you better actually be able to feel like there's a bunch of puppies in front of you. Right. And that sometimes takes a little while. And that's why it's like a 10 minute daily process. Cause you don't just like, bam, sometimes it takes a while for the, for you to stabilize your attention and all. Sometimes it takes a while for you to actually receive the gift. And it's a yes. Cause you know, you basically try on a bunch of gifts and yes, is this it? No. Yeah. Mm, let's try, you know, you, because when you're used to landing an unbelievable gift, then you know what it's like, and you're never going to lower that bar right? So that takes time. And then conjuring, it takes time. Like, okay, I want to give puppies, but do I really feel like there are puppies around me right now? Do I feel the joy of them? Do I feel the innocence and play of them? You got to take some time for that too. So yes, absolutely. That's important. Does your book speak about different examples of how to do this? Because I know for, for me for the longest time. And then when I speak with my clients about processes like this, it's, am I doing it right? I'm sure you get that question all the time, right? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? So can you speak to that a little bit with your process? Well, okay. So am I doing it right is I think a very natural question to ask when you're learning something and you, you know, it's when you knock open that door of awesome, it's, it's hard to put language around this, but it's like when you experience what I'm you know, what I'm getting at here, which is, wow, the transformative power of sometimes limitless offering. And I'll I'll give you an example, like you could decide to give away. I mean, and this is, this is a step in the training. It's sort of the limitless step, right? So let's say you feel compelled to offer. One of my favorites is debt resolution for every grad student that's ever like carried debt. Like you can imagine what that feels like. You could offer 
beautiful healthcare to every individual in this country and the world. You could, right? Like these are things that blow your hair back and you have to be ready for them. You have to take those in. We're not used to that. Sometimes we're like, there's so many limitations as a human that it's easy to just step back from that and stay in resignation. And, oh, I have to stay reasonable. This practice is not about staying reasonable, but it is about staying aligned. It has to be your truth. Like I can tell you 3000 gifts that you can give out, but unless you are moved to give them, like it doesn't even matter. So I just from that overall perspective, but also there are links in my book to an FAQ. So frequently asked questions where people, you know, get a little bit trepidatious. Like, how do I know it's my correct all of life place where I feel that reverence for everything? How do I know that? Yeah. How do I know I'm doing it right? So I have all these like insights to help through because I've taught this to like hundreds of people and I've heard everything. So yeah, that's there. Now we're talking about business a lot on this podcast and I know you yourself are a marketing expert. So how does the generosity practice relate to business and how do you use it with your clients? Okay. So this surprised me more than anything. When I did those field studies in five countries, there were a handful of people who were business owners and they all came back to me and they said, yeah, I feel less anxiety. I feel happy about life, blah, 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 like all good things. But guess what? I'm also a way bolder marketer. I'm much more willing to get out there and connect with people. I can be more present. And when I'm negotiating, like at the sales table, I'm not as worried about winning the sale and I'm much more attentive to what they actually need which of course makes you a great salesperson. So this, this was amazing. And what I, what I did then was another field study. I work with 40 business owners and I used a deep level of this practice. I call it level four. It's something I do with clients now to figure out their marketing archetype. And I walk them through and, you know, these 40 business owners and every single one of them, when they got into that place of like, because here's, sorry, I'm, I'm going a little bit into lingo land. What that level four thing does is it helps you decide, oh, in this area of my life, how do I want to bring the generosity practice mojo into it? It could be a relationship. It could be your money space. But in this instance, I was doing it for their marketing. How can I bring that unbelievably like, oh my God, I just love helping people into my marketing. <laughs> so like when I got people there and they unleash their own joy, what it revealed, it was an archetype of service. And every person had their own unique one. Somebody had a master's of ceremonies archetype. Somebody had, you know, like a, I'm a wizard that calms the room and brings out the best in everyone archetype. Some people were these adventurous archetypes. Like, let me just take you on a journey. You know, like that was their favorite way of helping people. And so the awesome thing was that when I figured out those archetypes, their messaging was so obvious. Not only that, but it also helped narrow down what strategies they should be doing. If you're a master of ceremonies, you need to be doing some kind of an event, right? If you're a wizard of like helping people calm down, then maybe you need to be talk, doing talks around, you know, your inner critic and other things people wrestle with, with their anxiety. You see where I'm going with this. So it's like, I started with this spiritual tool and I got to these archetypes and the archetypes, by the way, I, as you know, I have an assessment to figure out your archetype because there are five categories and they're 
there, that's a whole thing in and of itself. I talked about that on your last podcast. So um, yeah. And it all just simplifies things and helps you be more present and helps you create a marketing lifestyle that you actually can do and enjoy. And that is as fulfilling as the work you do every day. The end. <laughs> I, I love it though. I love how it just naturally unfolded and revealed itself to you which to me means it was so meant to happen and it was so meant for you to discover it. But also it makes things so organic for someone else going through this process, right? Because they get to actually basically do the same discovery steps that that you did, except now you have different buckets for them to, to fit into and different like targets to kind of try on, right? And to find out what works for them. Yep. Well, can you tell us some other results, maybe more specific to business that you've seen? So we've talked about obviously finding your marketing archetypes, um, feeling more joy and all of those other, like you said, amazing benefits of less anxiety, more calm, more present. But can you give us some like specific examples of how maybe some of your clients have used this in their marketing or in their business in general? Every single client that I ever work with does this, you know, it's a 30 day uh, video course and a 40 day book course. Cause the book is a little more gentle and gradual in how it teaches, how it teaches the whole thing, but every client does the video training. So they learn it in 30 days. Now, what that does is for their marketing, it really helps them to just get bold and more creative with getting out there. So I will talk to, so there's a, a, a web developer that I'm working with currently who never really saw herself as somebody who could be, have the big opinions on, especially on video out in the world, right? Like the strategies we land on, they are rich, they are edgy, and they are you. I'm not going to give you like a, this is not about comfort. <laughs> it's about alignment. Like, who are you? And let's get you out there. Um, yes, you're going to love it, but it's not always going to be comfortable. So for her doing the generosity practice was the fuel that's like, you know what? I just want to help people. So I'm going to sit down and crank out these videos and like, let's just do this. So that's that unstoppable quality that I talk about. It is one of the most important results of doing it. I I call this because I mean, every client I ever work with has a freak out at some point, you know, like they don't want to do it. And so I'm like, okay, so it might be time for you to uh, step back into your practice and re-up because when you figure out how much you love helping people, you'll do anything to get out there. That's what I notice. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I love it because it speaks so much to the fact that if you want something to change, you have to make a change. And the most basic example, because I'm a nutritionist and work so long in in health and fitness is if you want to lose weight, you probably have to change those habits that are keeping you at that same weight that you're at now. Exact same thing with your process. If you want to change the outcome, change your marketing, change your, your mindset, change how you're feeling in your business, you probably have to make a change. And just like working out, 
or changing to healthier eating can be kind of uncomfortable <laughs> and a little bit tricky at the beginning, uh, really easy to revert to old patterns or to kind of go, oh, this is too much. Like I'm just gonna sit on the couch and not go to the gym today or not go for that walk. Sounds like the same thing with your, your practices. You can get into it, you get into it, you feel really good. Then we have that normal human response of, oh my gosh, this means I have to get uncomfortable. And that means that's the unknown. And I don't know if I want to do that yet. Right. Yeah. And when you're doing the practice, you are stepping into the unknown every single time. So it actually builds that muscle. Huge. Oh, I love that. Well, this is so cool. I I'm so excited to share this book with people and this practice. Um, and really, like you said, the biggest takeaway, it sounds like is that this practice will let you access that bold energy that you can bring into your life, but also translate right into your business or your relationships or anything else that you want to bring this practice into. Right. Yeah. And one thing that I like to point out about this, because, and I mentioned this in my book, so there are certain practices that are self-healing, self-nourishing, but they kind of keep you over, you know, in your bubble, They're very, you know, like doing yoga or going, doing some meditation that really just keeps your attention um, on your own journey, right? Which is great. I mean, that's beautiful. Also, a lot of times when you do practices like that, you go out into your life and get punched in the face energetically because, (laughs) you know, that's life is kind of a chaotic adventure sometimes. So what this practice does is it bridges that. So it takes your inner sanctuary. That's what I call it. Like that place of, wow, I just feel connected to everything and yay. And then you figure out how to line that up with serving others. What this does is it takes away the martyr habits. It takes away the, it's all about me habits. And now you're just like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm part of a bigger flow now. Like, this is, it's bigger than me and it should be bigger than me, right? Like this spiritual life, this being present to humanity, all of that, that it's not just about me being comfy, cozy in my yoga studio, uh, which has its place on our journey. But at some point you want to just go out to the world and serve, and you can do that in a way that brings you to life as well. Oh, I love that because really what is the point in doing anything unless it's really going to have that ripple effect on everyone around you. Like you said, right. If, if I become the best version of myself, but I'm around everybody else, who's kind of stuck or feeling that loneliness or whatever it is that's holding them back. Yeah. It's that's no fun for me as someone who, who is up leveled or found this, this piece in this joy. So being able to share it, even if it's indirectly, by just showing up bigger and brighter in your life and in your business. I think that's such a great practice. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I'm just inspired to ask you a question if that's all right. Sure. Um, yeah. Cause I think what's, what's really helpful is to demonstrate it. So like, for example, you know, if I were to ask you a question, like, you know, what are some things that if you were to walk around the town you live in Lexi, and you just sort of saw people passing by, whether you know them or not, um, just off the top of your head, like what would be a fun thing to give them or a couple things? Like for me, I'll just start off. I'm just, I'm in the middle of my town here in Massachusetts and I'm looking out my window and I'm like, you know, 
and I'm just like literally coming up with this right in this hot minute, but I would love to give them like a beautiful potted plant that might be some food that they could then grow over the winter and have delicious food over the winter. Like I would love to just walk around town with a bunch of plants and just give them to everyone I meet. What is something that you would love to offer people? Oh my gosh, that's such a great example. So the first thing that comes to my head is I'd like to offer them, you know, a, a, a whole day to themselves. Nice. So I don't know how you structure that, whether that goes down to I pay them so they don't have to go to work that day or I talk to their boss and get them a day. But to me, I, like the biggest gift right now for me is time and time to explore what you want. So I would love to go, Hey, you don't have to go to work today. You get to do anything that makes you feel amazing today. I don't know if that's specific enough. Yeah. And I love it because you're basically, you know, in the beginning of this um, process, when you're starting to do this, it's just about coming up with some fun ideas that tickle you. Right. And at some point, what makes it even more powerful is to start visualizing certain things. So like, I'm already seeing, you know, the big fat permission slip that you're handing out to people like, Hey, (laughs) the day off, you know, like that starts coming in, which is, it just makes it more fun, you know? Totally. Like the guy turning around and going, well, I'm going home then. (laughs) (laughs) And so what happens is like, even I'm just listening to your voice, like saying, you're like, oh, this would be so fun. And that's what I need. And yay. And that's the energy I'm talking about. It's like this expansive yet aligned and grounded energy. There's a lot of stuff out there that's like, yay. And it's totally not grounded in reality. And when you're a master of this practice, you stay rooted and expansive. That is, I, I can't even like, that is something I struggle with, like to stay grounded, but yet also in service and getting out there and all that stuff. Like this has been my biggest friend for that. I'm so excited to try this out in my meditation practice and see how it goes. And is Amazon the best place to get your book or where can people go to grab yeah. their own copy of the generosity practice? It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on a bunch of booksellers, but Amazon's a good place to start. And uh, it's, yeah, it's there for you. It's a workbook. I don't have it on Kindle because you really need to get out a pen and just hunker down and use it with your hands. (laughs) I love that. I love a good journaling session. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll make sure that that is for sure linked in the show notes of this episode, along with all of Christina's information. If you want to check out all of things she does with marketing. And I'll make sure to link to the other episode we did where we talk more about the marketing archetypes and her whole process behind that. So thank you so much for sharing your new book with us. I am so glad to be here. Thanks so much, Lexi. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Are you subscribed to the podcast yet? We put out episodes every single week. So make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And have you had a chance to leave us a review yet? Reviews help us connect to like-minded people like you and help grow the show. It only takes a minute to leave your feedback on Apple Podcasts, and I'd be forever grateful. Thanks so much. See you in the next episode.